Hey everybody, this is Dan from Second Nature, and you're listening to Sales and Enablement, the podcast. The show that brings sales and enablement together in one room with my co-host, Crystal Nicosi, to talk about the totally functional and normal working relationship between sales and enablement in today's SaaS world. Grab some popcorn, head a pop, sit back, and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Reynolds, and thank you for listening to our show. We've got a great one here. But before we get into it, I'd like to introduce my co-host. Crystal Nicosi, your favorite enabler. So Crystal's on the enablement side of this equation. I'm on the sales side, and we are so excited today because not only do we have somebody from the sales side, but we have the one and only Larry Long. And if you're on LinkedIn and the sales community, you know who Larry is. He is the chief energy officer. He's going to crank this thing up to a 12 today. So I hope you're ready for it. Larry is also a future bestseller. He's got a new book and I'm doing too much talking because we're already running out of time. Nobody wants to hear me talk. Larry, that was my quick introduction. Why don't you give our viewers and listeners, you know, the they can hear it from you. Tell us about yourself, Larry. Come on now, Dan and Crystal. Y'all, y'all done passed the mic to me. I am so happy to be here. Uh, just thank you very much. Larry Long Jr., Chief Energy Officer of LLJR Enterprises, keynote speaker. I'm a coach, a consultant, and a recent author. Who would have thunk it? Larry Long's an author. If you would have told any of my English teachers in school, they would say, where's Aston Kutcher? I think we're getting punked. There's no way that guy's an author, but hey, mama, we made it. That's excellent. Congratulations, Larry. That's awesome. Thank you. And, and I came prepared here. Oh, look, <laughs> do you see what just happened there? Where's we were gonna, mine? We were turn Why this thing up. I you go, Crystal, oh. <laughs> This is great. Anyway. Thank you for joining us, Larry. And I think, you know, as the name of the show is sales versus and enablement, um, and given your sales background, why don't we kick things off, you know, with, with just hearing what, what, what you think about, you know, where enablement fits in to the sales managing and coaching side of things from the sales perspective. I know we've done a lot of talking on the show about, you know, how enablement pushes their way and how it fits in, but how do you see it from the sales side? Come on now, Dan. So the title, Sales Versus. Nah, there ain't no versus. It's sales and enablement. Teamwork makes the dream work. We've all heard that. But your best performing organizations, they live it day in and day out. They're working in collaboration, not competition. I mean, come on now. We're, if we're all rowing in the same direction, it's kind of like that, that debate of sales versus and marketing, but now we got the enablement. We need everybody to win. All I do is win, win, win. So for me, when I look at a sales organization, we need everyone to be on the same page. We need to be a cohesive unit. It's kind of like football. You don't hear them talking about offense versus, no, it's offense and defense and special teams in baseball, in softball. We've got a team of nine individuals, but we need everyone on the same page. My Terps baseball squad, go Terps, University of Maryland. They put together a fine season. And you can just look at the best organizations, Dan and Crystal, you see that they work in lockstep sales. Yes, we got to get it done. And 
not versus, not but, and we need enablement to help boost us. We need enablement to take us to that next level. We need them to support us. And in return, we got to support them. It's nothing but love. It's all good in my hood. So that's kind of my initial thoughts when I think about sales versus, no, 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 hold up, hold up. We're going to shake it up. (laughs) Sales and enablement. Ding, 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 ding. Excellent. Excellent answer, Larry. I love it. Yeah. Enablement. Yeah. I mean, what I, yeah. I mean, you know what I like a couple of the, the points other than dialing up to 12. Um, you know, I really like the way you spoke about taking it to the next level. And I think we've seen it a lot with all of our guests here and, and enablement is a newer function. We had Roderick on the show and he coined the term sales, sales enablement, Roderick Jefferson. And that wasn't that long ago. Um, and you know, it really is sort of the sales manager has been traditionally been the sales manager's territory. So I really like when you when you talk about, you know, the next level and support. Uh, the other thing that we hear from enablement, you know, is, is them sort of being, you know, the glue that and, you know, the breaks down the silos within the org. So, yeah, I, I really appreciate, you know, that answer that you gave. Hey, Crystal, really interesting to see it from the other side, isn't it, Crystal? It is. And, you know, it's it. what's interesting is that I, I have to let you know, Larry, that you're, you know, the, the top organizations, you were absolutely right. The top organizations are the ones that embrace this, that embrace the relationship between, you know, sales and sales enablement. And they understand, um, you know, they understand the function of enablement um, and sales managers are completely bought in. Um, sales, you know, leaders, um, executive sponsorship, everyone is completely bought in, rowing in the same direction. The organizations that are not at the top tend to be struggling with this. So, Uh-oh. Houston, we have a problem. And that the, I think they call them dysfunctional organizations. And I love <laughs> that you shared that, Crystal, because every organization defines enablement differently. Yes. But when I look at it, sales, we're all together. So you got support, you got operations, you got enablement. We're all sales. We're all serving, or we should all be serving the needs of our prospects and our clients. Real quick, I just want to share with you. When I think about sales, I got two definitions. Number one is the transfer of energy. Now, you don't, in the words of the great philosopher, J.J. Walker, dynamite, you don't have that dynamite <laughs> energy like me, but you better have some sort of juice. You better have some sort of gumption and the juice better be loose. And then the second definition is we're playing matchmaker. We're matching whatever we have, a product, a service, a thought, an idea with someone else's needs, their wants, their desires, their challenges, their hopes, their dreams, their aspirations. And in order to get to that, And in order to deliver it, we need everyone. We need the SDRs, the BDRs, the AEs, the LMNOPs. I'm all acronymed out. You name it. But we need everyone in the organization, in the sales org, and the entire org on the same page, driving for that same goal. So many times we see people with different, they got different agendas. Uh Uh-oh, we got this person rolling that way, that group rolling that way. It's making me dizzy just thinking about it. 100%. 100%. Yep. Whew. Hang on, I need to take take a minute here. <laughs> Wipe off my brow. This isn't this is like it's intense. It's great. It's great. We we definitely haven't gone gotten to this level in any of our previous episodes, <laughs> have we, Crystal? No. Enablers tend to be a little, you know, little little on the maybe like the six, 
five or six range. Yeah. Not quite well, I think we should go. I have a feeling we're going to turn this thing up from a 12 to a 14 because again, if you know who Larry is and you're following him on LinkedIn, you know, there's been some really big news in the last few weeks. And I, Larry mentioned it just to open the show. Larry is now an author. He's got a new book called Jolt. It's so exciting. And, and you know, being part of this LinkedIn community slash family, uh, you know, over the last few years, it's really amazing to see everybody, you know, take the, the next step and the next level in their career. And even though we don't know each other personally, like most of my LinkedIn connections, the, you know, whatever thousand men, it's just so great to follow everybody's journey. And to see that Larry's now written the book is fantastic. And we're so honored to be able to speak to him about it. So although we only have, you know, we don't have hours to talk about this, what I'd like to do is focus it in and say, Larry, tell us about the favorite, your favorite chapter of your new book. And actually just tell us about your new book and then tell us about your favorite chapter. How about that? Yeah, well, Dan, Crystal, I appreciate it. It's called Jolt, Get Zapped Into Intentionality, Rediscover, and Believe in Your Inner Greatness. I'm a big believer that everyone's got inner greatness inside of them. I don't know if you can see the grays, but somewhere along the line, we can lose that inner greatness. We cannot believe it. So you asked me my favorite chapter. That's like asking my favorite child. I don't have one, <laughs> but, but I can certainly tell you chapter one, we come out the gate strong. What story are you telling yourself and believing? Think about that. What story? And I'm the case study for it. I work with a coach who said, Larry, you're so positive, so encouraging to everyone else. But when you start to talk about yourself, womp, womp, survey says, nah, you talk more trash to yourself than you would ever talk to anyone else. Then you would ever let anyone talk to you and it's got to stop. You're holding yourself back. You're self-sabotaging your greatness. So that, that one is near and dear to my heart. Being that I played baseball, I know you can relate to me, Crystal and Dan. <laughs> Chapter number three, strikeouts. They're a part of life. I'm not an expert at anything other than Miss Pac-Man. I'm a beast at Miss Pac-Man, but I am an expert at striking out. I've struck out more than anyone else I know on the baseball diamond and in life and in business and in sales. And it's okay because I've learned from those strikeouts. And I now know that, hey, it's not a failure unless you give up. Those unsuccessful attempts now get me closer to, to, to my goal. I also love my chapter, and I'm hungry right now. You are what you consume. You are what you eat, which would make me a fried chicken. Y'all know about Bojangles. It's bow time. Woo! Those chicken and biscuits. But I'm talking about what people are you surrounding yourself with? What books, what podcasts are you listening to? Are you listening to the Sales versus and Enablement podcast? Are you surrounding yourself with positive, uplifting people, or are you around negative Nancys? Negative Nellies. I apologize to anyone listening named Nancy or Nelly. Negative Nan. <laughs> or are you around uplifting yeah, yeah. Who's on your personal board of directors? My favorite chapter, though, chapter seven, lessons from my dad. I lost my dad five and a half years ago. Just sharing the lessons that he passed to me. He was a track guy. So he passed that baton to me. Now I'm taking that baton and I'm passing it along to family, to friends, to everyone that needs that baton to be passed. I just want people to know I believe in you and your inner greatness. Now you got to believe in you and your inner greatness. Let's make it happen. I love it, Larry. You know, what's really There's interesting that you, that you touched on is, um, you know, what you tell yourself, right? Negative self-talk. And I think 
So when, uh, you know, when I was playing ball in, in, in college, um, uh, I was quite the perfectionist and, um, you know, I, I, I would, I would almost punish myself a little bit in certain situations where I didn't perform at the level that I wanted to perform at. Um, and so one of the best things that someone ever did for me was my coach. She, um, you know, she was like, you know, she called me by my last name, my maiden name at the time. And she said, I, I need you to do something for me. She said, I, I talked to, you know, one of the, the therapists here, the psychologist, and um, she said, she has a course that I want you to go through. And it is a course on self-destructive behavior. And so I was like, I don't, what? I don't need self just I don't need to take these courses. I'm not, you know, trying to hurt myself. She's like, no, but you are. She's like, you don't really, you're not doing it physically. She said, but you're doing it mentally. And, and that's affecting you emotionally. And she said, that's affecting your performance more than even doing it to yourself physically. So it is 100%, 150% if that's even possible. Um, you know, absolutely true that what we feed and what we tell ourselves is more powerful and potent than anything else that anyone else could ever say to us. So I love that. So true. This book was therapy. Uh, yeah. It was therapy for me. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, when you, when you talked about the inner voice, I mean, we all do, we all talk to ourselves, some of us all more than others. Right. And it's interesting. I mean, I, you also spoke about the books you read and who you surround yourself with. I remember the, the inner game of tennis, you know, this, this book, like Steve Kerr talks about this book. Everybody talks about this book about the inner game of tennis, you know, and it talks about how, I mean, part of it talks about how the stroke is, is simple, you know, but you have these professional tennis pros that are getting paid a fortune for a half an hour lesson. And they're telling you how to hit the ball like this and hit the ball like that. And, and the reality is the best way to learn is just to hit the ball, right. And to watch somebody who's hitting the ball, you know, they took, they took like people that were just starting out in tennis, regardless of the age. And they had one group practice with the, the tennis pros and another class just watch the pros swinging and guess which get which cohort did better in the end you know it was the ones that are just watching and listening and you know being able to make that connection between you know what they're seeing and then what they're feeling and what their actions are i mean and it goes also goes down to the strikeouts this is fantastic i think we got to get you every morning can i call you every morning play <laughs> Get the, get, the mess, get the message from Larry to get me inspired for the day. That's actually a pretty good idea. That is a good idea. You need to monetize that, Larry. Seriously. Like, Larry Lodge in your soundboard coming soon. <laughs> Star 412 or something like that. Here, Larry. <laughs> wow, that's great. That's great. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely circle back and talk about the book a little bit. But you, you also talked about baseball and Crystal played college softball and you played college baseball, and I got all the way to B division of B'nai B'rith League in Toronto. We were in second place once, and we were so upset we didn't win the finals. So I'm speaking to a couple of professionals here. Uh, but, you know, what, what I would like to, to sort of, you know, talk about now is just the, you know, the, the, the similarities between baseball and sales. You know, we know baseball is a marathon. It's a long game. And I think a lot of times when we think about sales, it's the month. It's the quarter, you know, then it's the year and, you know, being getting burnt out in sales 
is, is so easy. And I think a lot, we're hearing a lot more about it now. So how, how, what, tell me a little bit about how you would condition yourself physically and mentally to get through the baseball season and how it relates to how we could do the same thing in sales. I think this will be really helpful to everybody out there who's in sales. Yeah, Dan, you're spot on in terms of it's a marathon and not a sprint. And your mindset, I have this conversation with my son, 12 years old. He's got the championship tonight. He said, what if I strike out? That's good. Learn from it. Come back your second at bat and let's get a hard line drive. So it's really mentally preparing yourself, that mental toughness, because in baseball, as in sales, you're going to fail more times than you succeed. Unless your name is Crystal, you're probably going <laughs> to fail at least seven out of ten times up the bat. I, I did my research. I know that you were, you were a bopper, Crystal. I can't mess with you. But you it, it's all about the preparation. It's about the process. It's about the journey. And, and it's about understanding you can only control the controllables. I tell my, I used to own a baseball academy. I told my kids, your goal is to hit a hard line drive. Does that guarantee that you're going to get a base hit every time? No. You're going to hit hard line drives and you're going to get out, but you're going to have to have that mentality of, Hey, that was a, that was a quality at bat. Next. What happens if I strike out, learn from it. What happened? Did you, did you take your eye off the ball? It's the same thing in sales. I love athletes, especially baseball, softball players, because they're coachable. We've all been coached probably pretty tough. We've, we've had some tough coaches and it's one of those things where you either make the adjustment or, or you, you, you end up playing the position I played, left out. Hey, Larry, what position did you play? Left out? Can I get in, coach? <laughs> nah, dude, you're left out. That might be, whatever you got might be contagious and it ain't good. So, I mean, sales has so many comparisons. I remember my first sales job, I was making 150 cold calls every day to accountants. Accountants get paid for their time. So that was, that was the most strikeouts. I think I was one from my first 700 plus at bats, just getting banged, just getting hung up on click, click, click. I said, oh Lord, am, am I cut out for this? But my baseball training taught me that, hey, I got to get back in the lab. Uh, I don't know if Allen Iverson is listening, but yeah, we're talking about practice, not the game. You got to practice. And with practice comes that confidence. My favorite comedian, Kevin Hart says it best, say it with your chest. When you're on the phone and you come through with that confidence, people can, they can hear it. And the people we work with, they can smell BS from a mile away. They can tell whether you got that funky commission breath or whether you're really there to serve them, whether you're really there to match what they're looking for with what you have. It's pretty evident. So there's so many, there's more similarities. Teamwork makes the dream work, overcoming failure and adversity. I mean, the list goes on and on, Dan, but there's so many parallels. 100%. Wow, Crystal. Yeah. What, where, what are we going to do next? What are we going to do for episode 16? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, it's, you know, there's, it, I, I could talk about this all day, honestly, Larry, because I am such a huge advocate of, you know, I just, I don't, wouldn't say advocate, but I feel like there's so many comparisons between like what you said between, you know, athletes and sales. And I know it's, it seems a bit like cliche, but it's so accurate. It is, you know, I, one of the biggest lessons I have ever been taught was, and that translated to my sales career. So before I was enablement in enablement, I was a sales rep for 10 years. Um, you know, I started out, you know, inside sales, um, eventually, you know, moving into being an enterprise AE and 
one of the biggest lessons that really got me through the really difficult times in sales was one of my coaches, um, you know, she was constantly on me all of the time on me every time I couldn't hit hard enough. I couldn't run fast enough. I couldn't breathe right. And so, you know, finally one day I was like, coach, like what is going on? Like, I, I feel like you're just on me. You know, you're what, what is it? And she was like, you know, don't worry when I'm on your ass all the time, worry when I'm not, because then you have a real problem. I don't care anymore. I don't care how successful you are. I don't care if you are cut from the team. I I couldn't care less. And I was like, okay, thanks. (laughs) And so I just took that and it stayed with me. And so in every thing that I, I went through in sales, it was the same concept. Like if I had a manager who was hard on me, if I had a customer who was hard on me, I'm like, okay, they, they, they just care about what's happening right now. They care about the situation. They care about my success. They care about get the deal getting done. So in so many different ways, you can tie it together. You know, what's amazing, Crystal, you talked about two experiences that you had in college you know, from coaches that have stuck with you all these years that you remember to today that you talk about on the most famous enablement podcast on LinkedIn. But these are (laughs) life lessons. I mean, this is, isn't it just amazing when you remember those things and you're able to pass them along? And isn't it even more amazing that we've had Larry Long Jr. on on this episode? He's just written a book. And one of the chapters is about sharing those lessons, you know, that he learned from his dad and that he's passing on to everybody. Why do we make everything so hard out there? Why can't we just all have fun? <laughs> so true. One thing I do want to statement. Add. It's not a question, by the way. It's just a statement. But I think, you know, we, 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 make, things, we make things complicated. And I, I really, you know, I, I think that, that I, I've taken away some great lessons from this, you know, from this episode. Uh, and, you know, the first one is like, you know, how far that shot, that jolt of energy can go. How far can it go, Larry? Tell us. <laughs> it, 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 can, it can take you to new heights. And that's one thing. Everyone listening, I encourage you to revisit your goals. I, I think we've all heard of SMART goals. Well, I'm going to put out a hot take. I think SMART goals are dumb. I like specific. I like measurable. I like time-bound. I don't like attainable or realistic goals. Let's dream and dream big. And then let's dream bigger. Yeah, even bigger, because so many times we limit ourselves. Well, I dream about this. Well, no, what about that? Well, I dream about that. Well, what about that? Let's go ahead and push ourselves. Let's surround ourselves with those coaches that Crystal had that was pushing her to greatness because they saw even greater greatness in her than she even saw in herself. We've all been there. Let's find ourselves accountability partners mentors that are going to drive us to be the absolute best that we can be. And then let's take it to that next level. Let's go. Boom. You know, I'm going to, I'm now going to ask you an obvious question, you know, but I think it's a great way to, to wrap up this time. First of all, thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. Where can we find your book, Larry Long Jr.? (laughs) I'm on Amazon. Look it up. Of course. Larry Long Jr. I got the smile for a mile. I, I rock the gold <laughs> mic. I got the face of radio. You can't mistake. 
who I am, but I appreciate you in advance for supporting. I hope that Jolt is a benefit to you and someone that you love. I love it. Amazing. Well, if you're still listening, and I'm sure you are, thank you for coming all the way to the end of the episode, everybody. Uh, that's it for, for us. Crystal, I think we'll be in Vegas in a couple of weeks. That's exciting. We will be. Uh, we're going to be at okay. the Sales Enablement Collective Summit. Um, Dan and I are actually doing a workshop together, um, which is, I think, the first, and it's the first time I think it's ever been done, Dan, that, um, you know, where you have a sales, like an AE, um, doing a workshop with a sales enabler at an actual sales enablement summit. Good luck to us. <laughs> what do you mean we've never done this before? <laughs> well, we've done this hundreds of times before. That's what we told the boss anyway. Okay, everybody. Thank you again for listening. Larry Long, Junior, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and we'll see everybody next time. Thanks, guys. You've reached the end of another episode of Sales and Enablement, the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and feel free to connect with us on LinkedIn at Dan Reynolds and Crystal Nicosi.